0: It's time to laugh and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I am here with Cassie Parks and special guest El Russ. Welcome, ladies. Hello, and of course we are here with Jenny Gain. Oh yes,
1: that's
2: great. Right. I forgot <laughs> that <to laughs> part. <laughs> yourself out, right? <laughs> Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I love your show. I I listen to it all the time, and so even though I've spoken to you outside of the show, I still <laughs> I still am a huge fan. So I'm so glad to be here. We are excited awesome. to have you here.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about that for like I got here yesterday and so we're like, Yeah,
2: we're so excited to talk to Elle tomorrow.
0: When Cassie says here, she means Toronto or Barry. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well and Cassie we had another LO like, I got another way of manifesting you showing up to my door in Malibu again. <laughs> <laughs> this is so the second time now. Awesome. <laughs> and we have like our be- we have like a beach walk that we do. Like it's our beach walk now and it's like I'm just gonna name it like Parks Beach or something. <gasps>
1: I love, thank you. I I love love that. that.
2: (laughs) It's almost like we can't do any other beach walk except for that one from now on. You know what I mean? Sure. Like ours. Yeah.
1: I I agree. Like I feel that way too. I'm like, this, this is where I want to go. Just to our beach walk. Oh, that's
0: adorable. (laughs) I can't wait to go to Parks Beach. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We will bring you on our beach walk when we are both there. Yeah. Yeah. So fun.
0: So Cass, what are you excited about?
1: I mean, obviously, I'm excited to be in Toronto and doing Manifest Now live in a couple of days mm-hmm. here. So excited about that, and uh, just excited to to talk to Elle. Like, this is awesome. Like, we get to talk to L today, and then I get to be here with you for a week. Like, so fun.
0: I know. I'm the same way. That's what I'm excited about. With being here right now. It's kind of funny, guys, because I was just telling Ellen Cass before you got on the phone how. I don't know how to do, like normally when Cassie and I record when we're together, like in the same physical space, I like set up the computer and we do it across the table and I'm like, Cass, I don't know how to do it with three people. So you're just gonna have to go in the other room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like that you are in separate rooms right now in the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's (laughs) really funny. Um, What are you excited about, Elle?
2: Uh, Being here, but also really excited for your interviews on my free online women's empowerment summit called Rise Up and Kick Ass. You can go to riseupkickass.com and Cassie's going to be talking about her 10K and money and a bunch of other things. And then Ginny on talking about law of attraction and other awesome stuff and their video interviews. And it's free and it starts June 17th through July 7th. So anyone can just sign up for free and have access. We have amazing speakers from, we have a couple guys we threw in there. Uh, we have people talking about money like you and also uh, a wonderful woman Woman named Tanya Stewart, who's an alpha woman's coach, which is interesting. And We've got a woman who wrote a book called, like um, uh, basically, it's, the cover's just O, and it's basically like the anatomy of a female orgasm, or I forget the exact title, Betsy B- Blockenbaker, and she's on uh, with Karen, my co-host, talking about how she healed a lot of sexual trauma through getting in touch with her female uh, sexuality. So that's very interesting. We have just lots of different levels. We even have just an awesome uh, Latina comedian who I met at an award ceremony, and I was like, gosh, you know, someday... I want to talk to her. She's just she's just fun. So we just got real people and you know best-selling authors and um, podcasters and just I, I love the diversity of what the event is. So anyway, I'm excited.
0: I'm excited about I'm, that too.
1: <laughs> me too. Like what a great group. So go to riseupkickass.com and um, for what's going to be a kickass women's empowerment summit.
0: Can you just like imagine that? Like the, all the energy that goes into uh. that coming from you, L and like the people that you're naturally attracting to that. And it was such an honor to be a part of that just idea, women's empowerment. Like, hello, that's what we love
2: <laughs> and, yes. men,
0: and men out there. <laughs> as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we can be empowered by men as yes. well and you know but but one of the things and you know this is just a theme where it's look, some people did not grow up with the best moms. I did. I had a very empowering mother, I had a very empowering grandmother. I mean like I really came in line with some women that were just outstanding. But that doesn't mean you can't cultivate it. So if you can't, if you didn't have it, and you didn't have mentors growing up or a mother, then you need to be mothered by other women, right? And women like us, women who are going to empower and and encourage. And it doesn't mean you need to be kind of type A out there personalities like us, that's not what it means to be empowered. You know, you can be empowered as a woman at home who is a homemaker who does not have a job. And how do you empower other women? Little girls are going to come over to your house to hang out with your kids. If you hear them say a disempowering thought about themselves or self-deprecating, you can encourage there. There are people that grow up and later on say she was like a second mom to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So I just, I get goosebumps almost thinking about that because I know I've kind of mothered a lot of friends and people who come to me to stand up and be empowered and rise up themselves and what I learned from them and maybe you guys would agree bring kind of similar strong personalities is that what you learn from the people that need strength they we can learn diplomacy and when to shut our mouths (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. they while they need to learn how to speak up part of them not speaking up is valid in certain instances and so I've felt it be a very nice compliment with some of the, my friends who've come to me to gain strength and need to stand up. But I've learned some really interesting perspectives from them.
0: Hmm. I love that love you it. highlighted the, how you're opening up the definition of an empowered woman, because I totally feel the same way. it's not just these people that are out there speaking in the world. You can have a mother at home, you can have a teacher, you can have a friend that. It's the way you live your life. And if you're be mm-hmm. if you are empowered, you are naturally gonna empower the people that you interact with on a daily basis, whether it's the you know, cashier at the grocery store or someone, you know, filling up your gas tank. It happens all the time. Absolutely. I love it.
2: Yeah, it's not a um, hey, go out there and be a corporate badass. Right. And that's what I mean that's you can actually be that person and be disempowered on the inside Absolutely. and that's and that's the whole point is you know gaining inner confidence that would that's really truly what women's empowerment is mm-hmm. and that every woman out there starts to say if I don't feel like I'm a badass awesome person that does not have to justify themselves in the world, you need to get on it and get in there. And get, get cultivate this inner confidence, because everything stems from that. i've just I've seen it in my own life. You know, I spoke to a woman the other day who God, I'm not surprised. she's like my facialist, and she was like, "You know, you're like the strong woman in my ear." And she's been a mousy kind of personality that has really not spoken up for herself. And she said, "You know, I've been reading a lot about the power of subconscious mind, and, you know, I, I tested this out the other day. She's like, I, 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 when I enter rooms or a Starbucks or a party, I feel small and I want to hide. And I, I'm I'm afraid people are going to judge me or if they know me, they're going to find out. Like she just has this whole story going on with before she even enters a room, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, how do you enter a room? And I go, like I own the effing place. <laughs> 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 that sounds really like, okay, I get how that sounds. But you know what sounds I'm saying? Awesome. That's how it's, it sounds. Right. I hope to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people that may like, that sounds a little bit biatchy, but here's the thing. It's, um, it's not like, Oh, I own like, I'm the best person that walked in this room. It's, it's really a level of vibration. I feel completely comfortable in a room full of strangers. I can stand in a corner and stare at everybody and just observe and not feel awkward. Mm-hmm. That's in her confidence. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. And I, it's funny she brought that up to me because I said, that's so funny because literally the other day I had the thought where I was like, I am so grateful that that's how I walk into rooms that I feel comfortable. And it's not a dominant, like, I'm coming in here and I'm going to bear. It's not that, you know, it's just a, like, yeah, let's, like, owning it, like, let's own this energy. Who am I going to meet? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be awesome? Who's going to connect with me? Like, what's happening here? And what funny sh- stuff am I going to witness, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's so open and non-self-judgmental. It's outward. It's, like, the experience of it versus, what are people going to think of me? Am I, kind of, I going to be cool enough to have to Eh, disempowering.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So I'm guessing that there is, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, but I'm sure I know the answer. Like what are the back, like what's the LOA stuff that happened in creating this woman's empowerment stuff? Like how did this all come together? What's the
2: magic? Where's the magic at? Real magic, real magic. And you guys touched on it actually in the last episode. Gosh, what's the number? I almost want to look it up on my phone because I'm not sure when this will come out, but it was I think it was yeah. It was how to productively talk about your problem. The, yeah, one, the last okay. one, yeah, yeah. Rea- here's the thing: when I was listening to that, I was like, "Ooh," because you guys mentioned vulnerability, mm-hmm. and this all stems from <clears throat> a really interesting story, which ties into the modeling job. But <clears throat> long story short, you know, I had a wrote a book, The Paleo Thyroid Solution, based on a you know awful health thing I went through. Now. There was another thing in my life that happened, too, but I didn't really talk publicly about it because I was on one story already here with the thyroid. I wasn't going to combine. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. So, I just, yeah, I knew I was going to end up talking about it at some point, but here's the thing. So, I was physically disabled at the age of 23. You can't tell if you look at me, but the California court system rated me at about a 40% disability because I have severe tendonitis in both of my arms. And I've had it for 23 years. Um, I, You can't see it, so then you get to hide it and not be vulnerable about it. Mm-hmm. And then you're hiding something you're ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Now, people would challenge my shame and they'd be like, why are you ashamed you got injured? Like, there's nothing to be ashamed about. But I was ashamed because I was an alpha female who was about to make a quarter of a million dollars and then got shot down on my job because my arms were injured for life. Then to be mm-hmm. told by a doctor, hey, uh, you're never going to be able to go back to a job like this, like ever use your hands repetitively eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. So I'm stuck there at 23 with that. And you know what? One of my first thoughts then, very disempowering, was what guy's ever going to want me? Uh, I'm, damaged.
0: Mm, I'm damaged. Damaged.
2: I've- damaged goods. I can't lift and hold the baby. Can't cook clean. I know what it takes. I've been working for kids for years. That's repetitive arms up the wazoo, just getting them out the door in the morning. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it was always like, all right, well, unless I make a gajillion dollars, you know, uh, (laughs) then somebody um, will want me (laughs) like then I can take her. Yeah. But you know, that was was a first and it's empowering thought. So, um, so anyway, so throughout my life, I've always had issues. So the people that I was closest with knew my scenario, you know, they knew my situation. And wh- what would happen is, is that I would get into a romantic relationship and I wouldn't tell the person about it. Mm. Mm. That did not mean any
0: hiding your true self. <laughs>
2: That's right. Um, I don't hide stuff, but I'm no shame about I'll tell you I tripped on acid 50 times in high school. No shame about it. <laughs> don't care. Somehow being an no. injured person in this world was just too much for me. And I'd wait till they maybe say I love you so that then I'd feel good. Oh God, you guys, uh, if there's any lesson I can teach to the people out there, it's deal with the stuff you're ashamed of immediately. Mm-hmm. Get in there. I don't care if you work it out privately with someone, no one has to do a Facebook live post about the shame timing, right? right. You know, but you gotta deal with it because this lasted four many years. And you can imagine how it screwed up relationships because I wouldn't get close or have certain bonds with people because I was always too embarrassed or worried about being judged or thought of in a certain way because of this. And also because my, my money was, my income was dependent upon a private insurance policy. So essentially like I won the insurance lottery at 23. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really difficult to be retired at 23, you know, in a way. And I got judgments. I'd hear some people say things like, well, you know, some of us have to work. And I'd be like, you know, what?" F you, I'd like your arms. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and when you have a disability that people can't see, it's worse because the empathy is not there. When someone has a missing leg, everybody right. gets it. Mm-hmm. So this really effed up a lot for yeah. me, you know, especially being someone who's outspoken and, you know, really in general is no BS and speaks my truth. And again, my my lie or hiding it didn't hurt anybody, but it certainly closed off doors, right, and closed off me Having certain connections with people, so when you guys brought that up, I was like, "Ooh." So, Cassie, back to your question about how, what was the magic in, and I forget the rest of it already. Um, <laughs>
1: Just there, how the summit, how the, the summit, summit got really created. How, yeah, perfect. perfect.
2: All right, so so recently. Uh, after the thyroid book, I was like, you know what? I'm now comfortably being vulnerable. I had a lot of TMI stuff in my thyroid book. I talk about health stuff with people and, you know, I'm out there and I'm feeling more comfortable about talking about it now. And like, you know, cause uh, you know, I'd love to write a book or, or do the disability of shame is mm-hmm. astounding. And, you know, again, it, it's attached to the disability. So anyway, I am because I have limited use of my arms, I use a lot of dictation and and look, no one cry for me. I can go stand up paddle and hit some ping pong with you, but I can't, then I'd have to rest for, you know what I mean? Like I, Mm -hmm. so I, I can live life and I have mobility. In fact, being active and swimming is a part of my physical therapy. That's how I even got into swimming. Um, so when I work out less, I get more flare-ups, you know, but I can't sleep on my sides. And yes, going through airports with bags will jack up my wrist for a few days, but for the most part, I live pain-free. So, you know, I'm, this is first-class problems when we really, <laughs> really, come down to it. But anyway, I've been more open about this lately. I was like, you know what? F this. I need to be vulnerable. I need to make these connections. This is just a part of my life. I have to get over I have to get over the shame of this BS of this disability. So I just started talking about it. And sure enough, I talk about it like once. And I had done an interview with a podcaster named Karen Martell. And she had interviewed me. I interviewed her. And I just liked her vibe and everything else, and was like, you know what, I like that I'm just a chick. I can see myself doing something with her. Mm-hmm. And so, we're talking one day, and she's like, hey, what do you, what do you want to do? What are you doing? You know, I'm doing this. And then she literally asked me a very direct question about like, so what's your, you know, what was your main source of income all those years? Like, how? I was like, oh. Uh, the universe is throwing this right in my face. Like,
0: <laughs> Here you go. Here's dance. an opportunity.
2: <laughs> right, dance around it with semantics, like Bill Clinton did not have sexual relations with that woman. Right? <laughs> no, I'm smart. I can kind of, you know, and I, that's the way I would do it for years. I'd be like, well, you know, I just got really lucky. And People are like, how would you? How'd you get? Me? I'd be like, well, you know, I just didn't want to get into the details of the finances, and it's weird to talk about money with strangers. But I just said, here's the deal. I got disabled at 23. This happened. Blah blah my arms. And I just gave it to her. And she, we were on a zoom call and she looked at me and she goes, Oh, that's exactly my story. I was a rolfer,
1: wow,
2: and I ruined my hands. And that's why I do what I do because I need to use my voice and podcast and do things that don't require use of my hands.
0: Whoa. You wow. attracted her in.
2: Yes. So it happened again a week later with something else crazy. So, so then I was like, I just almost started crying. And I said, you know, Karen, I, this is told her really, I just told you about all the shame and everything. And I said, you know, it's obviously so meant to be my vibe about you because this is so, so again, look at that connection. I just felt so much less alone that I'm talking to a woman my age who also had this happen to her. Mm -hmm. Right. But until you
0: were willing to like be open about it, you never would have found that connection.
2: Never. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little meant to be. So that's the co-host of my summit. Martell.com. She's amazing, like food planner, extraordinaire with all the paleo, keto, primal stuff. She also has a podcast. But um, so that was lovely. And then, so I was like, oof, good one universe. That's a tearjerker. Called my mom, other friends. They're like, see, see, you know, we told you all these years and you're like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They were right. They were right. You know what I mean? They were right because no one's ever really judged me for it, by the way, aside from those snide remarks here and there. But in general, no one's ever rejected me because of it, right? So my fear was mm. false to begin with. So then I went on a show called Good Morning La La Land, and there's three hosts, and they're amazing. And uh, I get off the show, and then one of the women says, uh, I, I want to interview the other hosts for my show. And so I'm interviewing one of the hosts, and she was she's a model, and she was a model, and then she decided to come to L.A. and become a host, and she's on my podcast, and she says out of I did not know this I knew she had a health issue to discuss and I asked her what it was and it was some weird thing I didn't know and I thought oh wait till we start recording I'll just get into it then Mm -hmm. on the podcast I had to mute my microphone because I started bawling crying Mm -hmm. she says to me that her here's what happened to her she got into a freak accident which cut so many nerves in her body that her left hand is basically dead And her first thought, going back to what I said, disempowering years ago, 20 years ago, her first thought she expressed was, am I ever going to feel a man put a ring on my finger? Oh my god! We just want to die right now. You know, I, I, I had no idea she had a hand thing and you can't see it. She goes, when I'm on the show and I'm holding a cup of coffee, it's because I need to keep my hand warm. And I haven't released that podcast yet, so I won't go too much into her story, but that is, gives me goosebumps just now. And it's also, too, she has it worse. And who has it worse than her? I don't know. Maybe Bethany Hamilton with one arm. I, it's always going to go down the line of, right. of, of gratitude, of at least I have my hand, or at least. So that happened literally like a couple weeks after the podcaster connection. And I said to her, I said, oh, my God, I had no idea. She goes, yeah, I know. I don't really talk about it. I'm just starting to talk about it, because, but I trusted you. And so then Mm -hmm. I told her on air, which she didn't know about my hand thing, and it was like a waterfall out of the eyes of just being able to connect on a level of someone again who's really impaired with their hands. Mm -hmm. Impaired. So especially her, and she was rated at a forty-two percent disability by the state of California. Mm -hmm. And so you know we and we talked about it again. Something that you can hide, the shame, the fear. Uh, it's fearful when you're in a situation when you don't have full use of something that most people do. You know, someone in a wheelchair right now with no legs has actually more job opportunities than me and that girl, Jeslyn. Mm. Just, just technically, you know, it's yeah. not just we can't test anything we want, but just look at all the jobs. You can't. I can't work at Starbucks. I can't wait tables. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't be a, I, I can't pick lettuce. It's a good thing you I can, can can't, talk, Elle. I know. <laughs> I, and so that's been, again, and that was my intention then. I was like, I can't, make this little amount of money for the rest of my life. I have got to do what am I going to do? Use my voice. And it aligned right with my dreams of being an actor when I was a kid that I thought were unrealistic. So I know this is a lot, but you know, just the lesson in vulnerability. And again, it's not be vulnerable with everyone. You don't have to wear your, your life on your sleeve, but if there is something you're ashamed about, and it could be anything, it could be a mangled toe. It could be whatever you're embarrassed about that you think someone else is going to reject you for you need to get into that because I wish mm-hmm. no could have showed us here, but if I can teach anything, get into that as soon as possible in life because the rest of it will be so great, so much better. Mm-hmm. And then these connections, and so then again with that girl, Jez, she felt less alone hearing my story and, and seeing that I'm also a person who has something that's hidden, and now I again felt less alone you know, and she was like, you know, look, call me if you ever have a bad hand day, which I do. I'm having one right now. I have a flare up in my right wrist and I have to get a Corazon shot once a year. And, but it also was a blessing of an injury. Um, and this is another thing is that gifts come wrapped in poop sometimes. (laughs) You can swear Al, it's (laughs) okay. I really do. Uh, and that's really true because the hypothyroidism was like, why is this happening to me? But it aligned with my writing career and gave me a platform, you know, of speaking. And, Same with the the arms. I would still be in that job, and I'd have three Porsches and four homes. Mm -hmm. But I'd probably be sitting there at that age going, I wish I followed my dreams. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the universe literally cut my golden handcuffs. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, you can't do that. And I'll tell you what, I would have fallen back on the corporate world a million times. I was extremely successful. I I could kill it in any industry, but I can't because of my hands and it's almost the biggest blessing. So it's a very interesting place to be when you have, you know, and and that's why when things, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to say, right, when something bad happens, he just looks up and says, all right, thanks, you know, (laughs) No. 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 And if you wait and have faith, oftentimes it's like an incredible gift. And so in a way, I think, um, so so then, and actually, they ended up calling me back in to go Morning La Land, and one of the hosts has her own video podcast, and she shot a full hour with me, and we talked about my life, and I ac- actually mentioned the disability, and so through that experience, I now have two professionally beautifully recorded marketing material interviews of myself on TV that costs, if the audience doesn't know, thousands of dollars to produce by yourself. Like if you want to go to a professional 10 minute shoot, it could be three to five grand to get it done right. So it's amazing. Like even that LOA of connecting with those people and their stories and finding Jeslyn in that group of hosts who I had no idea. You can't tell just like with me, if you now, if you felt my wrists together, you would go, Oh, I feel that bump there. And I don't feel the bump on the other hand, but anyway, so it, interesting. And it all led back to kind of you guys mentioning vulnerability and I feel it's so important. Um, hopefully you know what I'm talking about on that one, of course.
0: It's, <laughs> it's funny when, when you mentioned that vulnerability part, because when I did the interview with you for the women's empowerment, it went in a direction I did totally not expect.
2: <laughs> and oh, yeah, I was, I, I too. I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And I had to be, and I was like, catching myself being so vulnerable and I'm like, okay, this is good. This is okay. It's fine. (laughs) And just like, let that flow. (laughs) But yeah, it's an important part of, of all of it. It is
1: so important. I love it. I love the story of how it all came together. And I know, um, so I know people are going to want to go to riseupkickass.com and register. Cause now you definitely like you want to hear Elle's story. <laughs> yeah. You definitely want to hear Jenny's story. I'm like, Hmm, we haven't talked about that. As <laughs> I know happen. if I'm thinking I want to hear it, then you all want to hear it too. Um, but I also want to make sure that we talk about this amazing modeling shoot that you manifested.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, so it makes sense now that I've told you about So clearly, I need jobs and things that pay money that really will lend itself for for me using my voice in whatever way, dictating books, speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is. And again, you know, I can use the computer, you know, it's just like a couple hours a day versus eight to 16, like most people. So anyway, this is really funny because I have a cottage and it's amazing. And I really had been like, all right, it's been three years. I want to just get all these stuff. I want a new couch. I, but, you know, you kind of tally it up in your mind. And I was thinking like, yeah, I don't want to pay for that. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I want someone else to like, I, you know, I wanted something else to come into just like, I didn't want to dip and invest from my own. I wanted like something to come into, just, you know? Yep. So yeah. I remember, I remember being like, oh, universe, you know what? I'd love to bring something and just do this whole place and then feel good about it. And before this had happened, when I wanted to get a new MacBook many years ago, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to pay for it. And, <laughs> I love that thought. I <laughs> know. Right, awesome. and so I went to the beach, our beach, Cassie. I went to our, I went to Parks Beach mm. and I <laughs> took a walk and I ran into a woman there with like four dogs and, and she was like, oh my God, my dogs never go up to people and turns out she was going to Germany the next week and was willing to pay me, you know, 100 bucks a day for a week, up to 1,000 and that kind of paid for my MacBook. So I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, our universe, I kind of had faith. I was like, just bring in... I need thousands, like I need a couple thousand dollars just, you know, to get this done. All right. So I'm on a second hiking date with a guy that I met online and it's, December, this past December, 2017. And he's, it was cold. I mean, for us, Californians we're wusses, but we were, it was cold. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm so cold. I just, I want to go to like Mexico for the weekend. You know, a lot of people from LA go to Cabo because it's two hour flight and it's cheap. And so he's like, oh, I would love to go to Cabo and get some sun. And I had this thought in my head because I've been to Baja, California once. And I was like, oh yeah, I've never been to Cabo. You know? Yeah. That'd be, hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I would love some sun right now. And then he said, he goes, you know, I know this is weird because like we're not even dating or anything's happened, but you seem really cool. And like, would you even be open to just, like, separate rooms and just going down and hanging out for a weekend in Cabo? Um, he's like, it's like $1,000 a person. And when he said that, I'll be honest with you, my thought was, yeah, I'd do it if he was going to pay for it, but I'm not paying for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. I like it. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, no. Like, no, I'd pay for that. So anyway, I was like, well, yeah, I'm not really in the, I'm not really interested in, in that right now, but, you know, maybe another time. So then I just thought about I went home and, like, looked up Cabo for a bit just kind of because it was in my head. And I was like, whatever, because honestly, it's it's not no rip on Mexico. I love Mexico. But once you live in California, there's similar terrain. Also, there was a travel warning at the time of danger. And so I was like, whatever. So. All right. Then um, literally five days later, I get a message on LinkedIn from a photographer who I went on on a first date with 10 years ago, who we just, (laughs) yeah, what's up? We had a, just a nice, he was a nice person, but he was much older than me and it just, not much, but it just seemed like, you know, didn't seem like a fit, but really wonderful time and remembered him because I loved his photography, you know, and he's a lifestyle photographer for like LLB and, you know, Patagonia, all those catalogs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I hadn't talked to him in 10 years, but he contacts me on LinkedIn because he sees I'm connected with, um, someone at my company, he's like, oh, hey, Elle, how's it going? You're on a long time to talk. Like, how are you? Bubba? I'm like, good. He's like, yeah, I see you. Duh. And it's just like a hey little exchange. Two days later, he emails me on LinkedIn. He's like, hey, um, I need some models for the shoot in Cabo. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, like, do you have a boyfriend or anything? Like, any hot guy you can? I go. I don't. I'm not dating around. Amazing. A yeah. He's like, it's Apple fan Lucas. He's like, he's like, we want a couple. He's like, so you know. He goes, are you open? I'm like, I'm down. And he's like, it's happening in a couple of weeks. I'm like, I'm ready to go. And so <laughs> then, he, then um, I get an email where he's like, I no. Then I see the travel warning. Actually, is that that's when I really noticed. And I was like, ooh, now I'm getting scared. And I started to get fearful about it. And I was like, ooh, I don't like that because I don't want to miss out on some. My fear is like overriding the desire for the job at this point. Mm-hmm. And so then he emails me and he's like, hey, we actually just decided to go with a family instead of a couple. And I actually was like, oh, phew, now I don't have to be worried about getting murdered in Cabo. All right. <laughs> was like, <laughs> it's so stupid. But whatever is my fear. And then I was like, a couple days later, I was like, that's kind of a bummer. That would have been fun. And then he emails me back and he goes, actually, we are going to go with a couple.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so
2: Like, no joke. And in six days, $1,000 a day, everything paid for. I had sushi every night. They paid for it. Car parking at the airport. Everything paid for. We go to this five-star resort, by the way, that's private. So famous people that I can't mention because I signed an NDA own these $5 million, 2,000-square-foot condos in a private, you can't even Airbnb them. You can't rent it out. It's a private, exclusive community. This place is the most expensive endeavor in Cabo San Lucas that's ever happened. Now we go down there and so, so I, I go, I can't believe this. I, I meet the wardrobe women at the airport and I'm like, I cannot, I'm laughing the whole way. I cannot believe. And also in line <laughs> my arms, you guys, you want to stand <laughs> in front of the beach? Like, Oh my God. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, and I'm not a model, you know, for anyone watching, I'm five two. Like they just want real people. It wasn't mm-hmm. about right. We just hire cool real models. So here's another weird weird LOA. So they hired a guy to be my boyfriend. I didn't know who he was, but he was going to come on in. So the Don't morning. Don't tell after, me he's
0: your boyfriend now. He's not.
2: No. <laughs> okay. <that> was, <laughs> no, actually, that was okay. Um, no, but it was an interesting LOA. So the backstory is I have a best friend named Jake for years. He's always been obsessed with Paul Newman. And in fact, he named his son Luke. His dog's name is Paul Newman. Literally not, hey, Paul, come here. It's Paul Newman, bad Paul Newman. Like, that's his <laughs> name. So. My friend's been obsessed with Paul Newman forever, and so I've always just, as a result, kind of had a kinship towards Paul Newman. Like, you know what I mean? If I see – you know, I'm always like, oh, because just to my friend. Well, I'm in the lobby at the resort, and this guy walks up, and I know immediately he's the model because he's one of those guys where – and anyone can Google him. His name's Mark Alvarez. Just Google Mark Alvarez model. And I'm – Seeing him walk up, I'm like, clearly this is the model. But he looks exactly like Paul Newman. <laughs> like, exactly, you guys. In fact, he gets hired. So I look at him and I go, oh, my God. I-, I know you get this. He goes, Paul Newman? I go, oh, my God. It's uncanny. You. He's like, yeah, I get hired for... All of any time they want to palm them and look, I get hired for that. That's <laughs> so, this funny. professional model rolls in and he's been modeling for 30 years. He's been in every, you've probably seen him once you Google him, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've probably seen him. And uh, hysterical, they hire a family who's amazing. We spent an entire week, five star chef table experience at the resort um, with the most incredible. Like, I, I must have had a bottle of Dom Perignon just by myself, and I'm not even a drinker. <laughs> it was I was getting paid to tan. What is happening? And then, (laughs) dream come true. My (laughs) friends are like, "Wow." get sponsored by Coppertone and have them pay us to travel and tan on beaches like and so i was like you know texting my friend i'm like i'm getting paid to tan right now like, this is <laughs> <laughs> insane we had so many great jokes and of course we were ripping on the model he he was great self-deprecating himself really funny and he had great modeling stories because he's been modeling for 30 years so he had all these hilarious stories and and he told us he said listen i've been modeling for 30 years all over the world this resort is Only one of two I would ever go back to. That's how good it is. And my producer friends were like, you don't understand. You know that kind of treatment you're getting five-star doesn't happen on photo shoots. Like that's not it that does role.
0: for <laughs> me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Even the model was like, "This is just so you know, like this is not how this goes." And I was like, "Yeah, well." And so we had all these hilarious things where we had to be boyfriends. We're like in the spa, I'm getting a fake massage. Like, and one <laughs> of the other ways is my arms are ruined, and I love tennis, and I can't play tennis anymore regularly. You know, like I can hit hit around a couple times a year, but it really is kind of terrible for my arms, and so. Ah, I love tennis growing up. It was like one of my things. And one of my little weird things is that I always wanted great photos of myself playing sports. Like I thought that would be so cool and, um, no need for it though. I'm not an athlete and I wouldn't go pay to do that. Well, they had some clay tennis courts at this resort and, I have probably the best tennis photos I've ever seen in my life of me. <laughs> you know, I'm actually just grateful for that, like out of the whole trip, also it was awesome. I'm just stoked on the tennis photo. Like that's <laughs> my thing. <laughs> and then they gave me clothes I wore. They sent me all the clothes and shoes. So I got hundreds what? of dollars. Just right. Away. And what do you think? I redid my cottage done. It was paid for.
0: Amazing. Love
2: it. I didn't have to use my arms really. I mean, you know, when you, you, you know, you fake tennis for two minutes when well, they take a photo, it's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and it was just incredible. And also, too, I would have never had access to this resort. You just can't go there. You have to know someone. The property was so incredible. And, um, yeah, it was just literally five-star all the way. Incredible people. So much fun. And, again, I was like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to model. And not that I ever wanted to be a model, but, you know, I think there's a time in every girl's life where you have a thought of, like, that'd be cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You
2: know, um. But also it was just, it's interesting how the Cabo thing just got sparked with that dude. But then it actually, man, it's unbelievable. And my vibe about the photographer was so right from years ago. He was wonderful to work with. I just, such good vibes from him. And so I'm just like, how can I get more of these gigs, right?
0: Yeah. I love this story. I know.
1: It's so awesome, right? Like it's, and this is like a power. Like what I love about this, and I want to make sure listeners hear is, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I want to do that, right? It's just like I, I want to redo my condo or my you know cottage, and I don't want to pay for it. Like I want someone else to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's just letting these things go with no other thoughts that are flowing behind it that have anything to take away from them, and that's why it happens. Like and like, yeah, I want to go to Cabo, but I want someone else to pay for it. Like just letting it, asking for what you want and letting it go.
0: I love it. I love how it's also an example of what's possible. Like there's no yes. way Elle could ever have planned or thought that all of those things could line up or that it was even possible that that resort even existed. And like when you let go of it and you don't try to figure it out and you just open up to be like, Hey universe, like show me how good it can get. Like, let's see, let's mm-hmm. have fun with this. And it will always surprise you, always go beyond what you can, like, think of. It's amazing.
2: But now it's like I kind of can't go back to Cabo now because it's never going to be. Like, it's It's like, <laughs> I like I went to Vegas once on a private jet and stayed at the presidential mm. suite in, at the Four Seasons. And I remember being like, oof, I probably can't go back to Vegas now. Like, it's ruined. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, also, too, you know, it, like you said, Cassie, it's a um, – it's the throwaway. It was like, yeah, Cabo, whatever, Schmabo, look it up online. eh, eh. I did the same thing with my book. Like I've talked about on your podcast before, which is uh, like, yeah, whatever, someday I'll get to it. Mm -hmm. And then that's the first thing out of all the writing projects that shows up and manifests itself as like, Really out there. So you know it's interesting the throwaways, and when you look back and you go, wow, those are usually the ones that roll right in. And by the way, the the LinkedIn thing, I want to just say this to everyone: it was actually a little bit resistant. the The reason this is also a thing is that I had just joined LinkedIn and I was resistant to it, and I had friends that were like, "Dude, what are you doing? Get with the program." And it was a little bit of forced action. It was a little bit of like, "All right." okay, you know, I I got to do this. And I went and signed up. Had I not been on LinkedIn, how would have the photographer ever have found me? Oh, he and would have found you, Al. He would have found, <laughs> right,
0: right. Do you know what I mean?
2: Uh, but what's interesting is he was connected to, uh, who he saw I was connected to was this girl, Morgan Bueller, who's the CEO of Primal Kitchen, which is affiliated with the company I work for. She was my camper when I was 18 what? and she was eight. And that that's a whole nother LOA where my boss freaked out because we met each other 30 years later again, and I was like, dude, you're my camper. She's like, oh my God, you're my, ca-. and we we're like, what? And she's now the CEO of a multimillion dollar, wow. you know, Mayo company. So it's just funny that the guy was like, oh, I see, you know, Morgan. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Cause that's from another weird random. And I, I, I'm so glad I joined LinkedIn, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also that I had the freedom and the availability to jump on a plane and just go mm-hmm. and do it. Yes. Um, and that I didn't have to use my hands yes. and, you know, that's a lot of money for not, It's a lot of money for tanning. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was just the top for sushi, sashimi. I mean, we had, they had a Japanese chef flown in. The guy was from, another guy was from France. I mean, when you're talking about like, you know, NBA player level uh, celebrities and, and think about it, $5 million for a two bedroom condo. That's stupid. Even in Mexico that I, I didn't even understand. I was like, wow, this is just, you have to have. Uh, at least like 200 mil just Mm -hmm. to blow that on something that you're not going to come to very often. Um, they had such an incredible, um, yeah, the level and there was no one there because they hadn't finished building it. So we really were like the only people there. There were just a couple owners. And so we had the staff all to ourselves. It's not like being at a regular resort. It was literally like completely private. Like I had the pool on my own while the kids and the family were off shooting, you know, mini golf. And they'd be like, all right, we don't need you for five hours. I mean, it wasn't like all day long. I literally sat by the pool and tanned, Um, which I'm going to just put out there right now. I'd like to get paid to tan again. I
1: love it. I'm sure it'll happen next
0: week. So fun. So fun. Um, All right. Anything else you want to go over? Did you want to jump into another story cast, or do you feel like we gave our listeners some good stuff to grab onto? I feel like we gave them good stuff to grab onto. I do
1: want um, Elle to just tell everybody again about the summit.
2: Yes. Yeah. So it's uh, June 17th through July 7th, and it's free online summit. So you know, every time there's a new set of videos that come out and speakers, you'll get an email, and then you can watch them on YouTube. And you can go to RiseUpKickAss.com, and you just you know scroll to the bottom. You'll see all the speakers and their photos and their bios, and then you can just enter your email, and then you'll get notified. And uh, when when it comes around, then you can participate. So just a uh, uh, a great group. Uh, and myself again, co-hosted by Karen Martell and then Cassie and Jenny.
1: Yay. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. Us too. Yes. We will be there. So fun. I'm so excited. And I do, I think we, so if any listeners are interested, I do, or, you know, have had a thyroid issue, want to want some support in that. Will you just tell everybody the name of your book? It's so gorgeous by the way. Like go get
2: the book because it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's called The Paleo Thyroid Solution. But also too, you don't even need to buy it. You can go to my website and download a free thyroid guide that pretty much gets you right on the path of here's the correct blood test. This is how to find a doctor in your state or your country. Here are some podcasts. I mean, one of the problems I had was that I I spent so much and wasted so much of my money going to uninformed doctors and not getting the help. And it's really expensive. So for me to just give a good, free, great, you know, start on the road. And then, Hey, yeah, if you want to buy my book, go ahead. Um, You can find it on Amazon. It's featured in Barnes and Noble stores. Uh, But again, just, you can go to my website, lruss.com and just download a free thyroid guide and get started there. Love it. Love it. Abundance right there.
0: (laughs) Um, L, thank you so much for coming on our show again. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Thank <laughs> you. I know. Love it. I know because we're looking. We got to hear about
1: the next time you get paid to tan, which I know is going to happen. I so. know. <laughs> I really <laughs> want you to five. Well,
2: and you know, Ginny, Ginny, and Cassie on the Primal Blueprint podcast when they came on on my podcast have some of the highest numbers. In fact, uh, Cassie's been on a couple times before Ginny. I'm sure you'll catch up, Ginny. But no, <laughs> C- Cassie was one of our top downloads of the year. Does and that surprise that, you, though? Really, it <laughs> doesn't. But it, it, but what's great about it is that in that group of other people that were the highest are all New York times, bestselling authors and or doctors. That's awesome. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh, that says a lot and I love it. And then now Jenny has a very high number of, uh, it's like over 17,000 downloads at this point. It's only been a few months. So it's just like our audience loves you. And I can't wait to have both of you back on the primal blueprint podcast. So
1: Awesome. Love it. We look forward to it, too. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your amazing stories. Everybody, make sure to go to lrust.com, riseupkickass.com, and join us for the summit and check Elle out. If you haven't heard her on the Primal Blueprint podcast, check that out as
0: well. Love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yay. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Go be awesome.